0: Welcome to the Chad Harrison Insights Podcast. In our new audio series, we'll be tackling the trending topics from our specialist sectors and talking to thought leaders to get their take on the events that are shaping their industry. Hello, and welcome back to CH Insight. This week's podcast is with Erno Tenhunen, Managing Director of Danfoss Editron, and we shall be discussing the role of electrification in shipping's energy transition. The Editron division of Danfoss is enabling and driving the electrification transition by bringing a technology that didn't exist a decade ago to the market. Prior to joining Danfoss Editron, Erno spent over 20 years at ABB, where he became Vice President of Sales and Global Sales Manager for specific marine segments, such as icebreakers and cruise vessels. Erno holds a Master in Energy Technology from LUT University. He started working in electrification by delivering large grid investment projects worldwide, such as in Honduras, Jordan, Kenya, Lithuania, Vietnam and Finland. By doing so, he worked closely with electrification specialists, which gave him the needed background for his next step as an electrification manager in the marine industry. While the electrification of land and marine projects is fairly similar in their applications, big cruise liners can be considered small towns. The business culture is widely different. The maritime industry offers a more dynamic business environment with players from different continents working on the same market or project. This new environment enabled Erno to meet people from a wide range of backgrounds and cultures within the projects he managed. This has become a crucial aspect of his day to day life and something he placed great importance on. In addition, conducting electrification sales in the marine industry means having to consider how to increase the energy efficiency of vessels and take into account not only the propulsion, but also the energy generation. This all-encompassing focus gave him a bigger perspective on the projects he managed. I asked Erno what drives him, what, what is his passion, and he simply said, making a global change. Uh, No, thank you for joining me this morning. I really appreciate the time you've taken. You're a very busy man. Um, What we're going to talk about today is a pathway to decarbonise the shipping sector by 2050. Um, The International Maritime Organization have, for the last decade, adopted the first set of mandatory measures to improve ships' energy efficiency, and their global target of cutting annual emissions in maritime shipping by 2050 is a huge 40% compared to 2008 levels. Um, With more than 100,000 commercial vehicles and 25,000 naval vessels operating globally at any one time, is this scale doable, do you think, Erno?
1: Absolutely. In fact, large scale helps technology companies such as Danfoss to develop energy efficient solutions also for maritime sector. We have large non-maritime customer base using same or similar technologies as our maritime customers. Therefore, our maritime customers will get the benefit of using the same technology as high-volume customers in other industrial areas or in off-highway applications. number of merchant and naval vessels is large, and we see that there are many ways to improve vessel energy efficiency. Our focus area is and will be to improve vessel critical applications, such as main propulsion and power generation but not only limit to those, but also improve the energy efficiency of small power auxiliary systems. Mm -hmm. Many auxiliary Mm -hmm. systems are running, I would say, uh, some of them are are running full power 24-7, but then there are also applications which get the benefit of using a drive system while having the needed power only in uh, sequences.
0: I was wondering about that because a lot of uh, in I mean at the moment we're still going to continue with internal combustion engines for the time being uh, until we can have everything in place. Um do you think hybrid I know that you you are working with the hybrid uh, vessels and ferries at the moment. Do you think hybrid is is the stopgap in between or will that that will run alongside the the all electric vehicles? Uh
1: I would say that the uh, it's a step forward. So hybrid solutions are already used in a maritime environment. There are Mm -hmm. many vessel types, actually, uh, where the uh, hybrid systems in the power generations side is is used to balance power generation, where the vessel operations require dynamic uh, power generation, meaning that the operational profile of the vessel is such that the needed power is varying a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, this kind of application is is typically built for a vessel having a, a diesel or a gas electric propulsion, which is actually a, have been a mainstream for many vessel types over the years and if you compare automotive sector and uh, maritime sector uh, this is actually a differentiator because the uh, hybrid propulsion and uh, electric propulsion has been in use in the maritime industry for decades, already. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, I'm I'm just, I I understand that, yeah. Um, I'm I'm just thinking, you know, in 2013, uh, the EEDI, or the Energy Efficiency Design Index, was started so that, you know, that's uh, 10 years ago, almost. Um, And together with the SEEMP, the Ship Energy Efficiency Management Plan for operators to improve the energy of their ships. And bearing in mind that some of them are using the combination now. Um, this was the first ever mandatory global GHG reduction uh, regime for an entire international transport sector at that time. Do you believe, Erno, that these strict carbon intensity measures are actually being adopted globally? Um, and, and also, are there any actually legal requirements uh, to limit emissions?
1: I think keyword in your question is uh, word global since uh, there are already a lot of local requirements in place for the ports and inland waterways in many areas just to restrict carbon emissions and uh, also pollution levels. Uh, I would say that the uh, EEDI and uh, other global guidelines are helping uh, global maritime industry to develop the uh, technologies. But if you think where the market is going right now, I would say that the local uh, vessels are following the local regulations. Uh, now we are talking about short-sea shipping.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but the ocean-going vessels are focusing more on the auxiliary power plant optimization. And uh, this is just because of the... Uh, there are so many regulations uh, what comes to emissions uh, while vessels are staying in the ports.
0: Mm. I think that's that, that's the big thing, isn't it, when when they're in the ports as well. Um, this is a, a big question, and I don't know how you're going to answer this, Erno, um, and, and I guess you have a much better insight to, to this in Danfoss. Um, when do you see all electric fleets replacing current vessels globally, ocean-going and local vessels? I mean, I'm thinking the smaller vessels such as the ferries or coastal ships, or the ones that will become all electric. Those fleets will become all electric sooner. But do you think that that 2050 would be something where we will see purely electric ships um, patrolling our seas?
1: Yes, indeed. I think the wow. um, how we how we see is that uh, all electric w- vessels will be in use mainly in the coastal areas, just due to operational range. Right. with available industrial solutions uh, for the moment longest uh, recording distance with the single battery charge what comes to all electric vessels is uh, approximately 50 nautical miles equals to approximately 90 kilometers which was made if i remember right uh, uh, full electric ferry ellen uh, last summer june 2022 we see that uh, all electric fleet is developing, and we see a lot of investment programs under development all over the world in some areas, there are already all electric vessels in operations, and I would say that number of all electric fleet is is rising rapidly mm-hmm. but of Gosh. course the the full electric vessels I would say that the focus will be quite a long time in the really in the short, short sea shipping side, and the ocean going vessels will use uh, different type of technologies, maybe there will be a fuel cells on board at, with the battery packs and and these kind of systems.
0: Right, okay. And I'm just, I mean, a thought just occurred to me, I guess if they're out in the, the the oceans and it's really sunny, would would solar be able to recharge the batteries? Would that be something that they would be looking at?
1: I have some doubts for the moment, right. uh, but I'm sure that the that technology will develop as
0: well that would come along somewhere. Um, can can you explain to me, Erno, in layman's terms, and this is one of the things that concerns me, um, how the ships will charge from the land grid? Um, because they take huge amounts of power batteries, don't they, to, to recharge, especially the, the batteries to drive such big vessels. Um, does this mean there'll be thousands? I can't visualise. Are there going to be thousands of charging stations dotted around? And when big ships come in, does that mean that that it will take all the, lo, the, the local electricity supply? So all, all the all the surrounding areas have a drop in their in their in their power availability uh, or their energy uh, availability. How, how will that work? Or, or And will there be undersea cables and then offshore charging? Uh, points? H- how is it going to work? Yeah,
1: This is a good question. And I think that there is no simple solution. And I don't think that nobody knows uh, right answer for the moment. Mm-hmm. I believe that, that the combination of different alternatives of clean power supply will be used. So, of course, there will be uh, feeders from the national grids, but, but definitely there will be also some, some local supplies, uh, battery packs, fuel cells, and of course, vessels itself will have also alternative power supplies. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I don't believe that there will be one solution fits for all.
0: No, right. I'm i I'm also working with hydrogen companies at the moment um, in the aviation and, and the heavy truck arena, a, a, again, two um, points that are uh, aligned very closely with alternative uh, to to batteries. Um, And I am aware that Norled, uh, a Norwegian operator, took delivery last year of um, a liquid hydrogen ferry. Um, Would this work in the marine industry as a whole, do you think, as as one of the alternatives that you mentioned? Uh,
1: I believe that hydrogen will be one of the solutions. And Mm -hmm. what we have seen already, and uh, also where we have been involved as well is that hydrogen will be one of the main alternative fuels for ocean-going vessels, but not only for ocean-going vessels, but also for short sea zipping. Mm -hmm. Uh, And here is the good thing is that if you have a hydrogen power plant using fuel cells, then Mm -hmm. the hybrid propulsion is pretty much what it is already today. So, the new thing is only the fuel cell uh, in the maritime industry and, uh, of course, the uh, uh, fuel uh, supply infrastructure.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, There there is another uh, couple of words that have been banded around as well. Green ammonia. Um, I don't know a great deal about that. Can you tell me... how this works and and what does does this mean and is it another realistic alternative or is this just something that has been tried at the moment?
1: I wouldn't uh, limit any any alternatives for the moment. The future will show that if green ammonia will be one of the the, uh, realistic uh, alternatives for uh, maritime industry. It's Mm -hmm. it's hard to say but the future will tell.
0: So it'd be quite interesting to see what, what's going to unfold. Um, I'm a, a sailor myself, and uh, I sail quite a lot around Europe uh, in my youth. Um, we used to come across big ships and all the various things that used to happen, and we used to panic our little yacht. Um, we are seeing a lot of ADAS vehicles being tested on the roads at the moment, uh, globally. Do do you see a time when we will have these big ships that are completely unmanned patrolling the seas that are just the economy of ADAS from from that point of view where they will they will have no one but they will be controlled from maybe remote or watched by remote um, uh, operators
1: Uh, is this the future or is it already existing? This is a good question. So there are already, technologies already there,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, unmanned vessels are already there. Uh, We are also involved uh, with some of the, uh, this type of vessels and uh, I would say that the, by knowing that technology is already existing, so I would say that safety aspect will be a key thing here for marine vessels as well. So, uh, Existing marine technology and, and vessel control allow already a uh, transit to unmanned vessels very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the the biggest challenge is that how the regulations locally but also globally are developing and when we can see the real commercial operations ongoing.
0: Mm-hmm. I can see it working when they're out in the, the oceans and, and they don't cross paths at all. But uh, Around the coastlines, I think that um, personally, having you know, being the cellar, that's going to be quite a tricky one. But it's just the same as uh, with roads where they where have the, light, the lidar and the radar at the moment, isn't it? How they're working with the with the ADAS and how they're doing it. I'm just wondering again how that would fit in the infrastructure of of uh, the main of the land around. Um, There is another thing I've been uh, looking at here Um, and and just coming finally to the last question, so thank you so much. Um, Approximately 90% of world goods are carried by sea. I wasn't aware of that. I was quite shocked by that. And this represented in 2019 around 11 billion, billion tons of freight. Um, And this demand is expected to grow anywhere from 50% to 250% by 2050. This is a really scary amount to me, um, and if we don't do something, it would be catastrophic to our planet. So we have to do something uh, for 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 all, all this uh, all these goods being transported. What do you personally feel is the best way forward to ensure that our planet continues to breathe, as it were?
1: Um, this is a fair statement. Uh, mm. I would say that marine industry is already doing a lot to reduce CO2 footprint for the large ocean-going vessels. Uh, Of course, it's not that visible yet because the fleet is huge, but there's uh, many things going on. Uh, Making all vessels fully emission-free seems to be quite ambitious target, but uh, I would say that step-by-step development with uh, focus on all parts of the power generation on board of the vessels and also on the consumer side Uh, will bring results, and uh, not maybe within a few years, but I would say that in the medium term, yes.
0: Good. That's really good to hear. Uh, No, thank you so much for taking the time today. Um, I think it's been hugely insightful for me. Um, I wasn't aware that the maybe naively that already we had uh, unmanned vessels around. I'll be watching out for those. Um, And certainly a lot of information to think about. And it would be really good uh, to catch up maybe in 12 months time or maybe in 18 months time just to see how we are doing on this pathway to decarbonisation in the maritime world and see see what other things have been discovered. I'm sure there's lots that you know that you can't tell me um, that will obviously become apparent. Uh, but it would be really nice to catch up again, Erno, you obviously know everything about everything to do with um, decarbonisation and maritime. So thank you so much for your time. This is much appreciated.
1: Okay, thank you. And uh, it would be a pleasure to see that where we are and and uh, have this similar discussion 12 months from now. It would be really great.
0: Thank you, Erno. Um, have a great autumn.
1: Thank you. Music